What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my baby, and these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet tail. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life. It chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention is? When's the last time that anybody has ever asked you a question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Balls. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody, uh, and uh, this is Kevin Sherrington. That is Barry Horn. Uh, Evan Grant is on an airplane somewhere coming home from Toronto. And with us— And then he's going to go into a very dark room. Yeah. And with us today is our good friend, the legend, uh, Gil Brandt. Hi, Gil. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on with you. I appreciate it. Oh, Gil, we love having you on here. Now, Gil— you had dinner recently with somebody who's kind of a newsmaker in this town at the moment. Uh, can you tell us about that? Well, uh, you know, I, tr- I get to know these guys uh, quite well because one of the things I'm involved in is draft, as both of you know, and, and then through pro days and, and uh, invites uh, to, uh, to the draft and uh, the combine, uh, you get to know them. Uh, and, and you do a lot of work on them, and uh, so uh, I was with uh, both Jalen Smith uh, last night, uh, who I'm sure is going to be a, a factor in their defense in the next couple of years, and, and then Dak Prescott, who uh, is uh, taking the town, the city, uh, the state, and the world by storm, it seems. Gil, you know what we call that in journalism? You buried the lead. <laughs> you, you, sure, I, you had dinner with Dak Prescott and... Jalen Smith. So, so Gil, was that just something that you set up, or did uh, how that how did that work? Well, it kind of was a mutual uh, thing that was set up uh, with Peter Miller, who is their, uh, who is a uh, a world class uh, person as far as finding endorsements and commercials uh, for players, and uh, he represents both of those players. And Peter has been a friend of mine. Uh, since his playing days at Ohio State. So let me ask you one quick question. When Dak passed the salt, did you try to intercept it? (laughs) I wasn't tall enough. (laughs) Now, now, let me just say this to both of you. Uh, You know, we're talking about this streak, but I know both of you realized that he went for seven games last year without throwing an interception at uh, at, the... at Mississippi State in the Southeastern Conference. Yes, Kevin and I were just talking about yeah, that. Yeah, right. Gil, one yeah. of the things that you and I talked about out at the Cotton Bowl the other day when we watched uh, Oklahoma and Texas uh, put up uh, 85 points, which was kind of hard to believe. A record for that game. Yes, it was a record for that game. Uh, was the fact that, uh, you know, and I, as I told you, everything I, I saw Dak Prescott play at Mississippi State last year, but I didn't see every game. I, I saw him play, and he was impressive, and, and of course I'd read a lot about him. And on the scouting reports I read about him, they all talked about how, well, he's got some shortcomings. His footwork's not always so good. He's not so accurate, especially when he's throwing downfield, blah, 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 blah. And so the fact that he was a fourth-round pick 
was really not a shock to anybody, I don't think. Uh, so let me ask you, and this is one of the things that I asked you about then, and I want you to talk about now what it is that bothers you about those kind of scouting reports. Well, I think that, uh, you know, everybody looks for something different, uh, whether it's a menu at a restaurant or a shortcut on the way home. Uh, but I look for production. And, uh, you know, his production at Mississippi State was off the charts. Here's a guy that uh, uh, in, ni- in 2014, uh, in three weeks, beat uh, LSU at LSU, Texas A&M at, at Starkville, and Auburn at Starkville. It's the only time a quarterback in history has won three consecutive back-to-back games against a, a team that was rated in the top ten. Uh, he was the MVP uh, of the Senior Bowl. Uh, he, he won all these awards. And, you know, I think that uh, people, because of the offense that they played, much like pattern after the Tim Tebow Florida offers, where Dan Mel- Mullins came, the head coach at Mississippi State uh, came from, I think people were scared that this might be another Tebow. Uh, but uh, I think he has much better accuracy than people uh, think. You know, he's completing almost 70% of his passes right now. And, uh, you know, that, uh, in, in any league, that's pretty good. So in the, on the Gilbrandt computer printout, where, what, where do you think he should have gone in the draft? I had him in my, had him in my top 100 is where I had him. I, I had him somewhere around 80. I guess that makes him a third-round pick. So did you uh, – uh, let, let me go, kind of go back to, to some of the stuff that you, you talked about with him. When you, when you watch him play now and when you watch what the Cowboys have done with him and what Scott Linehan has done in, in that offense and what they ask of him to do – uh, do you believe that the way they kind of broken him in and the fact that they have the running game that they have now and the offensive line they have now, is it just a perfect storm of events to make him successful? Well, I think, first of all, start with Scott Lenahan. And I think Scott Lenahan has done a marvelous job of not only coaching him, but also putting a game plan in uh, that works for him. And I think any time you have a situation like that, then, if you add Zeke Elliott, uh, a running back, and one of the things that I thought that they made a great choice, and I, he was my third overall pick, uh, and a lot of people said, well, you should take a defensive player. Uh, but I thought this, that with Elliott, uh, they would be able to control the clock. Now, going into last week's game against Cincinnati, I think they were second in the league in time of possession with almost 36 minutes uh, per game. I think that, that last year they were almost dead last with about 26 minutes per game. So I think any time that you can have your defense off the field uh, for six additional minutes and only have to be on the field for 24 minutes, I think it benefits your whole team is what it does. Uh, I think this is a team that in spite of the fact that uh, receivers have been hurt, uh, this is a team that uh, deep, their defense, especially their defensive backs, uh, I think you saw Claiborne make two plays uh, last week that helped their team a lot. Uh, this is a team right now that's playing with a lot of confidence, and they're playing with confidence in that they've got a quarterback and they've got a running back and they've got a tight end and they've got an offensive line that are pretty good. 
Now, you know, Gil, I hate to say that I agree with Jerry Jones on just about anything, but, but one of the things he said after that game was that he had not seen the Cowboys play that well overall, offense and defense, in years. And, and I would say the same thing. I, I've thought that was the most dominating performance against a good team that I'd seen from the Cowboys in a long time. And one of the things that you just said is what is, I, I, I believe is true is that there has to be a reason why all of a sudden – and I know Mo Claiborne is healthy now, and that makes a big difference. But he's playing with such confidence that Brandon Carr is playing so much better. Uh, that we, we've seen better safety play from these guys. You, you know, uh, I know they're being Jones, and they bring Wilcox in uh, in certain third down or long yardage situations. Yes, and and so for all of this to happen at once, I have to believe it. It, it is. Even though we say all the time, all oh, these guys are professional players, they're not impacted that much by the emotions of things. But I, I believe that they, they are playing with more confidence because they do believe in this team and in the offense and what's going on there. And, and that's and that's to me, is a remarkable thing in such a short amount of time with a rookie quarterback to infuse a team and a, and a rookie running back to infuse a team with that kind of confidence. Well, I think that the both of them, uh, people have said, you know, instead of saying, why did we draft him? Uh, they're saying, what a great draft choice. And, you know, I think that anybody that thinks that uh, uh, Dak is going to keep up the performance that he's had uh, over the first five games, I'm not sure that's going to happen. But I do think that he's going to be a very good quarterback. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback because he adds another dimension, as you saw with the zone read the other day on that second touchdown where he went in from the five-yard line. Uh, boy, that's a real dimension when you have a quarterback that's a strong guy that can run like he can uh, and, and is willing to do it. Gil, I can't, I can't believe we're almost 10 minutes into this podcast. Kevin is taking control, and we haven't asked you the, the key question. Who's going to ask that one next? Uh, you know what question I'm going to ask. Yes, I do. Go ahead. I'll let you ask. No, no, it. you go ahead. Well, when Tony comes back, when Tony's ready to come back, what happens? What would you do? I'd probably bring, bring Tony back uh, because I think that, that the old saying is you don't replace starters because of injury. Uh, and I think that probably uh, that's what you have to do is bring him back. You know, I think that uh, uh, there's always a faction of the team. Uh, the players that have been here for a while and have been around Tony, uh, I'm, I'm sure they want to see him come back. Uh, but I don't think that you would have mutiny on your team if you played Prescott the rest of the season, even though if, if Tony was healthy. And, and if, if uh, he kept on winning like he has now. Now, I don't expect him to win uh, four out of five games, but uh, if we can get this team to nine or ten wins, uh, which I think they're capable of doing, uh, then I don't think it, anybody cares who the quarterback is. So Dak goes, the Cowboys go to Lambeau Field, win, beat the Green Bay Packers this week. Are you are you still saying bring back Tony? Uh, if if they beat Green Bay, Green Bay uh, I think that the uh, sentiment becomes uh, less and less and less on my part to bring back Tony. Although I do believe Tony is still a quality quarterback. Uh, when he's playing, but uh, you can't have somebody playing that's hurt all the time and expect to uh, be a contender. Here, here's the, the issue for me with the whole situation, and, and I have said all along, and I, I really do believe that Jason Garrett will, will go with Tony Romo. I, I, I just think there's too big a connection there uh, that, and that he won't uh, 
he will not sit Tony when he's ready to come back. But uh, and I didn't really, and I don't have a problem with that. I kind of felt the same way because here's the way I kind of look at it. I can see you know if if you sit Dak, is Dak going to be upset about that? I don't think so. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. He you know he's done a great job, but I think he realizes that this is his team, and the, if it's not if it's not next year, it's the year after that. It's it's coming pretty soon when it will be his team, and and I and I do believe that he could. He'd be willing to, to take that, that second seat and be ready to go in if something happens to Tony. Is Tony Romo really going to be happy being the backup quarterback of this team? I, I just have a hard time believing that, and, and, I, and I think that you don't make a decision based on whether one guy's going to be ha- happy or not. But I do believe that it's possible that you would get a better performance from a guy if you, if you go that way, if you go with Tony and then, and then with Dak. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the one thing, uh, Kevin, and you're pretty well at uh, pretty good at uh, uh, what you talk about being correct. You know, I think that in, in baseball and in basketball, players come in and they, they score a lot of points. And in, foot, in baseball, they hit for a high percentage or the pitcher pitches well. And then all of a sudden they find out certain things. And I'm sure that's uh, what, what's going to happen. Uh, they're going to find out that there's certain things that he can't do, he being Dak, can't do. Uh, probably in his second or third year in the league will do it real well uh, when he gets the experience. Uh, and so I think it becomes a little bit harder each and every week as you go along uh, when people get a lot of tape on you so that they have, a plan, have an idea of what you're trying to do. Gil, when you walked into that restaurant, and it was Monday night, the day after... Uh, the big win over the Bengals. Did people recognize Dak, or, or was he pretty, uh, pretty low key there? Uh, he was pretty low key, but uh, that there, there wasn't a table that the head didn't turn. Uh, so, 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 did somebody buy your dinner? Did somebody at one of the other restaurant, uh, at one of the other tables in that? Tour? Are you kidding? Gil Brandt has never bought a dinner in this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't mean for because Gil was there, or because Jalen Smith was there, but because Dak was there. Did someone offer to buy his dinner for him? No, not to, uh, no one offered to buy his dinner. And and what and what and the, you've known thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of, of of football players, young football players. Give us a feel for for what he's like away from the field, uh, just in in conversation. Well, Barry, I've known him now for several years, and and uh, and he's a very low key person. Uh, that nothing, he's kind of unflappable, uh, is what he is. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the guy went through a really tough life growing up. Uh, when you have a single mother raising you, when you're living in a trailer, uh, and, and, uh, and you have to work for everything uh, that you get, uh, and you appreciate everything that you get, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of a special person, really. Is, is, is what he is, and uh, I think that as media members, you realize in talking to him, he's like programmed, or like somebody's given the answers for him, because he gives the right answer, and I think the answer is not always the right answer, it's how he feels, and I think that's a big part of him. I, I, I have the, the utmost of, of confidence that this guy will never embarrass you as a player, uh, with any off-season or off-the-field stuff. Now, I know he got a DUI in Starkville one night, 
and I kid him about it all the time. I said, that must have been an old Miss cop that gave you that <laughs> ticket, uh, <laughs> is what it was. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, I think the Cowboys uh, have uh, hit on two guys uh, and three, because I think Jalen Smith is going to be in there, too, that are going to be the cornerstone uh, of, of this club for many, many years. And when you have a situation like that, it's good for all of us. Did Jalen give you any insight into his knee? He's he's feeling good. I, I think that uh, I, I think that he could come back uh, later on this season, maybe the thirteenth, fourteenth game of the season. Now he's doing everything. He's he tells me he's cutting on it and and so forth. And we got a picture up on uh, on my Twitter account, and I look like I'm a little guy. Uh, compared to him, he is a big guy that can run fast and is, is highly productive uh, at, at Notre Dame. He might have been the best Notre Dame linebacker that they ever had there. And I think coming out of the draft last year, if he'd have been healthy, he'd have probably been a pick in the top five. So, so Gil, uh, and, and he's also, uh, everything you read about him, a high-character guy, uh, the kind of guy that, uh, that you really can build uh, an organization around. Are the Cowboys moving closer to that uh, type of thing now? Do you think than they were in in a, in a lot of uh, in a lot of times under Jerry's uh, regime? I think that they uh, they learned some lessons the hard way, and uh, I think they learned with Hardy last year. Uh, I think that was a very very expensive mistake, and I think it hurt some other young players on that team. And I think that Gregory is another example. Gregory. Uh, was a good player, but I think Jerry's now really realizing uh, that he's not Father Flanagan. <laughs> no, he is not, and 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 I and I think what you said about the Hardy's impact on the other players is something that people didn't really take into account either. What was going to happen? And by the way, Greg Hardy now apparently is going uh, to be fighting MMA. That was the Hardy 2.0 we were we were hearing about, not uh, apparently not an NFL version. So, so Gil, uh, I want to go back to the to to Dak here. Uh, when you when you talked about uh, him and and uh, and what you think of the foundation is for this is an organization that has had a proud history of quarterbacks, uh, and uh, we have seen for such a a relatively young organization to have the kind of quarterbacks it it has had. It, it pretty much matches up with almost any other franchise in the National Football League. Do you think that Dak Prescott will fall right in line with that? Yes, I do. And, and remember, we also had some guys that left here that turned out to be pretty good. We had a guy named Steve DeBerg who we drafted, uh, and he went on to play, I guess, 16 years in the league. We had a guy named Jim Zorn uh, who we didn't draft but signed as a free agent that went on to be a pretty good quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. So, yes, we've had some good quarterbacks. Uh, you know, when you have a Morton and a Starbuck and a Danny White, and I think that Danny White, unfortunately, uh, when you follow Roger Staubach, and it's the same thing as a guy that's gonna, that tried to follow John Wooden as a coach or try to follow, follow Bill Belichick as a coach, uh, you had a hard time following Roger Staubach. But, you know, he took our team to three championship games, three consecutive years. Unfortunately, we lost. Uh, but uh, I think Danny White, uh, it was a very undervalued player uh, for what he brought here. And, you know, Starbuck was one of those great middle-of-the-night choices that uh, Tex and I made uh, in Chicago, uh, you know, just looking for players that we thought could help us. And we, we came up that particular draft 
with a guy by the name of Bob Hayes, and we almost had Paul Warfield that year. We had Paul Warfield committed, and then at the last minute, uh, Coach Landry changed, and we made a trade uh, for Buddy Dial. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've had some pretty good skilled players here. Name dropper. You're just dropping names. But that would, that would have been unfair to, to have had Paul, Paul Warfield on, on, on those teams, wouldn't it? Not, nothing is unfair <laughs> when it comes down to W's and L's. Gil, you know, one of the things that y'all did, and we've talked about this before, and, and, uh, and it was, y- y- y'all took chances on quarterbacks. Y'all, y'all believed in taking it, it didn't matter if you already had a quarterback, you'd take another one. And, we and, drafted one every year. Yes, and, and, and of course, and, and we could say now, and the bad thing, here's the one downside of this whole Dak Prescott thing for me, is that Jerry will say, see, when I needed a quarterback, I drafted one, he's and I got need, he's one. He's needed one for a couple of years. Yeah, well, he's needed one for a couple of years, right. But, you know, that's the thing. And, and Jerry's— Well, he forgot he drafted the guy from Texas A&M that wasn't very good. Stephen McGee, yeah. He wasn't—Stephen McGee—the problem for poor Stephen McGee was he wasn't very good in college, and it goes back to that thing that you talked about with production. If a—you know, and, and, and not, production doesn't always work for you. Kellen Moore was a very productive quarterback in college. He's just a little guy, and was going to have a hard Boy, time more making More games than any other quarterback in the history of college football. Yes, he did. I, but, but, but you know, as, as we talked about the other day, it was like Luke Keekley, you know, was a guy who, was, uh, who led the nation in tackles three years in a row. And so I felt like, you know, I think you need to put a little something to that. This guy should be, if, if, that, if that draft were, were to happen all over again, he'd be the number one pick. He probably would. Number 58 is pretty good. But let me just say one thing. Uh, if, if I were to tell you that Mississippi State was going to be the number one ranked team in the nation for five weeks, would you ever believe it in the Southeastern Conference? And they were, if you remember, in 2014, they were the top-ranked number one team, coaches poll in the nation, uh, and, and they finally had their bubble burst when they went to play Alabama, and I think they lost by four points at Alabama. In, in watching the game uh, Sunday, Phil Simms uh, gave Dan Mullen a lot of credit for, for Dak. Uh, would you give him that credit as well? Yeah, let me, let me tell you an interesting thing uh, uh, before we answer that question. Uh, I, I was very close with Mac Brown, and I sat in on their meetings on a number of occasions, uh, recruiting meetings, not to, not to say anything, but just to listen. And uh, at one time, uh, they came down to one quarterback with two left to choose from. Uh, one of them was Ash, who they eventually picked, and the other one uh, was Prescott, who got away. Gil, you know what? That's just a, a, another in a long line of quarterbacks that, uh, unfortunately, Mac Brown missed on. I think we had that Johnny Manziel wanted to go to Texas. RG3. And the same thing now with the Ohio State quarterback. J.T. Barrett, yes, he wanted Hoof. to go to Texas. And, 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 and then we also had uh, RG3. Uh, Jameis Winston uh, made a call to Texas. They told him no thanks. Uh, there were a lot of really good quarterbacks that uh, that slipped through uh, Max hands. I think he got once he had Colt McCoy. I think he was always looking for that repeat again, and it didn't quite work out for him with that kind of quarterback. Unfortunately, well, Colt was a great quarterback for them. Yes, he was. He was excellent. Would Would Dak have gone had uh, had they offered uh, had the Longhorns yes, offered yes, him? Yes, he would have. How about that? Oh my gosh! He's uh, you know he's from Shreveport and uh, and was a Texas fan. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you're, you're, you're just 
driving the knife in a little further. Yeah, uh, that's that's the question. You know, but before we before you answer that question that that he had, let me ask you this about he uh, Barry that Barry Barry, Barry. Warren just asked. Give, yeah, because you know this has come up too since we're talking about Texas a little bit right here. How bare was the the cupboard? I mean, w- the draft tells us that uh, that the the cupboard was bare when when uh, when Mac left. Do you feel like that uh, Charlie Strong still needs a little more time to to drive up the, the that roster? Yeah, I hope they give him uh, an additional year. You know, they're playing with just seventeen juniors and seniors, uh, and I think that tells you that the cupboard was bare. The worst thing is, uh, you know, Texas used to be known for offensive linemen. And uh, right now, uh, Perkins uh, is probably the only one that has a chance as an offensive lineman or a player from Texas to be drafted next year, unless Foreman or somebody comes out early. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, I think that Texas uh, uh, relied on recruiting kids and getting a, 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 a positive uh, feedback when they were sophomores and juniors and I think sometimes that helps you to make mistakes when you go after guys too early. Yeah, that, that, that's, that was a big topic about Max recruiting that, uh, that he was. And of course, he, he kind of made that famous. You know, we go and lock up a kid early, and, yeah. and, then, uh, and then I think it came back to bite him on the butt in the end. But now back to Barry's question. Which was, Barry? Uh, I forgot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what the heck? That's uh, a good question. It was yeah. a heck of a question. Yeah, it was really good. It was really well, let me ask you this: Where, who else was interested in Dak coming out of uh, high school in uh, Shreveport, outside of Shreveport? Uh, I, 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 he, 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 he would have liked to go to LSU second, and LSU wasn't, and uh, and then Mississippi State. He had some more offers, uh, but Mississippi State was really the best offer uh, that he had. And that, that tells you another reason why uh, Les Miles. I, I love Les Miles, but it tells you another reason why he got fired. Uh, the guy just would not. Uh, recognize what he needed to do on offense. Can you imagine what Dak Prescott could have done for LSU? If they'd had a quarterback of his caliber playing there, they would have won uh, at least one state, t- one national title and maybe more than that. And incidentally, the state of Louisiana, percentage-wise, the population has the most players in the National Football League. You know, I, I, I was telling somebody the other day, and that's interesting, I didn't know that statistic. Uh, I, I think that for as small a state as it is, if you can lock up Louisiana, then you're going to compete with just about anybody. I agree. That's just unbelievable to me that the the, the concentration of players in that state it it is unfathomable how they can have that many have that much talent. Gil, uh, so you you've had dinner with with Jalen Smith and Dak Prescott. Who's up next on the uh, on the we're, dinner tour? Did Zeke Elliott turn you down? <laughs> I, 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 I go the other way with Zeke. His mother and I and the two young sisters are good friends, so I, I bypass Zeke and go to the mother and two sisters. <laughs> they, they, know, they know what's happening. So let me ask you a question. You're, you're about two decades older than Kevin and I. When, when Kevin and I are long retired... Or dead. Or, how much longer are, are you, you going to go? Your energy level is incredible. How much longer are you going to keep this up? Well, uh, I hope forever. <laughs> I'm having too much fun, uh, and and you know, being involved in things, and uh, and you know, the great thing about it, you don't have to read about the mistakes you made. You don't have to read about uh, the drafting of, of of Rod Hill as an example. Is that your biggest mistake? Well, it it, it really wasn't my biggest mistake. It was our biggest mistake. And, uh, you know, sometimes 
there's there's other people get involved and uh and uh and you know no for i'm not gonna say anything further but it was a big mistake on our part well again y'all had a lot more hits than misses and that's one of the reasons why uh that jerry jones enjoys the fruits of the america's team uh these days so Gil, you've been great. We loved having you on here, and we need to have you on more often. Uh, and uh, we need to talk about these uh, stories, not only from the stories that you can bring of what happened at one time, but what's still going on. You're still uh, out there. You're still moving and shaking with everybody. Well, we'll do it anytime you want. Gil, thanks so much. Uh, where can people find your work? Uh, uh, we're at uh, NFL.com, and then I'm on Twitter. I think I have 112,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, and we have some really good things on Twitter almost every day, uh, such as uh, uh, we'll put up the fact that uh, Prescott will be on Sports Illustrated uh, before anybody else knows about it, or hopefully. You know, today it's pretty hard to stay ahead of everybody. Gil, I, to, Gil I, have some, Twitter, I have some bad news for you. You told us that at the start of this. I've already tweeted it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. I don't mind, Barry. You told us that. it was a scoop. You said you were giving yeah. us a scoop. He did give us a scoop. And, and Gil, give us your Twitter feed. Uh, it, it's uh, Gil lowercase uh, Brent. No, it's good. Uh, it's, it's an it's an underscore Brent. Underscore, yeah. All right, very good. Everybody needs to check that out. That Gil's the greatest. He he he's always on top of things as he always was. Gil, thanks for coming on with us. And Gil, I appreciate and you having Gil, me. Gil, thanks. And you remember, you can invite Kevin and I to dinner one time too. There we go. All right, all right. We'll do that. Be well. Th- thanks so much. Bye. Everybody, that was Gil Brand. How great is he? His energy level is is remarkable. Here's what you should have asked him: not well, how much longer you're going to do this. Is it how are you doing this? Well, I need to learn. I need to live twenty three more holy years. Holy cow! Why didn't you ask? Why didn't you ask that question when we had Gil I, on? I, could, I couldn't because you're you're jamming in all your. Oh my comments. God! You could you could have fo- you know what? It's a call the follow up question, and you could have asked it. And you're going to blame me for not asking yes, the question. Yes, I'm going to blame that. I ain't blaming you. No wonder nobody likes you. <laughs> that's that's true. No one does like me, but Gil Brandt likes me because I asked him to come on, and he said sure. Because he knew I was on with you. No, he had no idea. He, he had no idea. He couldn't remember who you were. I had his phone number. I've got his phone. Did you number. have his the phone number we called the I landline? Have, I have I have both numbers. That's correct. You said you didn't have it. I did not. I was do driving you, in the car. Do you have the Do you have the number in his uh, Montana getaway? Is is his home no, in I Montana? Do not have I have it. that number also. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. You're trying to one up me on phone numbers. Well, because I keep phone numbers when people move give on them to, to me. a bigger point here. How about the fact that that Gil told us that Dak Prescott's going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated this I've week? I've already tweeted that out. You've tweeted that out while you were sitting here. Uh, yeah, you know that's just like you too to get I, up on me like that. I tweeted it while you were twiddling your thumbs. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about the questions. Me while you're screwing around and forgetting your questions. I learned from the great Evan Grant. That who sits here usually when he's here with us, and he's doing thirty six other things, and and then you know he's on his laptop, which is he's why on... he's so scatterbrained when he's talking to us. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so th- I thought I thought that was one of our better podcasts, maybe because Evan wasn't here. I don't know. You know, I think it went a lot smoother. I think. What do you think? You think maybe we can get rid of Evan? What are we going to do when we we because we're going to have Evan on with a, a podcast? Yes, we, we are in our in our college podcast. We're going to have Kirk Bowles on with us. Yeah, and uh, and I, then, I think we'll maybe we'll have we'll talk about the cesspool comment from Kirk Herb, Herb Street, Street mm-hmm. about Texas football. Kirk and Kirk. Kirk and Kirk. Sounds uh, like a law firm. Yeah, and then we're going to have Evan talking about the demise of the Rangers. Uh, the I, I, oh my gosh! I'm, I'm going to tell everybody what you said to me about the first inning. 
of the first playoff game with between the Rangers uh, and the Blue Jays. And what did what I you tell said, you? What did I tell you? You said they, they went down like dogs. And I said, it's the first inning. And it turns out you were right. They went down like dogs. You know what? I'm like a broken clock. I'm right twice a century, twice a decade. Twice a day. That's the point. Twice a day. Well, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> right. Know these, I, I hate to explain to you how a clock works. It's a 24-hour cycle. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, anyway, thanks for that, Barry. Thanks for that information about the clocks. So uh, it, we're, we're going to have these other uh, podcasts uh, on as well. We're going to talk to Kirk Bowles, and we're going to talk to Evan, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a ballsy day. It's a ballsy it's day. It's a ballsy day in the Metroplex. So, Tommy, take us out of here, would you? Okay. All right. Thanks, to Gil Thanks for listening again. to the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.